And we welcome you inside this Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast on this Friday. Sam Comente here with you, alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Edge. And Jill, could the Omicron variant just chill for like 10 minutes? Could we just, everyone get a chance to get their boosters? Everyone get a chance to like grab their bearings? Because it is ravaging sports, not just the NBA. It's also the NFL that's getting hit hard. We had three games that were moved back. Uh, just this morning, including my Raiders, who were supposed to play Saturday. Now I have to play on Monday because the whole Cleveland Browns team, literally half the team, had COVID. And now the Kings are getting their run in with yeah. this virus, with well, this strain, probably. Yeah. If anyone follows hockey, they've been shutting or down hockey. on and off for the last couple of weeks. And so all they see and what they all they did was the league's not shut down. It's they've shut down teams, right, that are having right these issues. They've shut them down until the new year. You're seeing it in soccer and I play fantasy uh, premier league soccer over there. And uh, it's the same thing. There's only five, five matches scheduled for, for this next uh, game week. And they're just shutting teams down. Like everyone else is still going and then they're, you know, shutting teams down for so many days. And then can you, can you make it for your next one? So that's all I, I mean, I, I think the NBA is going to follow suit with what these ones are doing. If you don't have eight people to sue, all right, we're going to cancel the game, uh, but we're going to give you exemptions and you'll have eight people to go for the next game. Like they're, so I mean, they've on. made it pretty clear what they're doing. I mean, the, the Kings weren't the first team to get hit, right? Um, Chicago was hit they couldn't fill out um, the eight at the time. And so they, they postponed the Chicago Toronto game. I'm sure they're going to get the hardship exemptions, just like Brooklyn just did right their last two games. They had to play. Kevin Durant was out there with um, I think uh, it was Blake Griffin, uh, a second year, and then a bunch of rookies who are on their first year deals or two ways. So, I mean, you know what? And they won their last two games. So yeah, kudos cool. to them. Durant and then helps. they just signed. Yeah. And then they just signed three vets. They signed James Ennis, who I wanted the Kings to sign. But um, yeah, like this is how you're seeing it is that they're. And the thing about Brooklyn is they're having to pay even more because of the luxury tax thing. It's not like, I mean, they gave certain salaries that they're giving for this, but the, I mean, but it's hitting their pockets too. And they're, they're having to, to keep going. Um, and so, which is an interesting wrinkle for, for some of these teams that are in the, um, that are in the, in the tax. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've kind of laid the groundwork now that if you don't have the eight, they'll, they'll cancel it, but you're going to have eight for the next game and you're moving on regardless of what's going on inside the building. I mean, listening to James and Sean Cunningham dropped a, a podcast last night and um, they had waited because they were going to, you know, get as much detail as they could. And I think the word that Sean used was rampant. It's rampant in the building, right? Uh, around staff, not like they only have to announce players. Right. But obviously you're not going to say who the people are because you can't verbally talk about other people's health stuff. Um, but that he made it clear. It was like, it's a thing that's spreading around there, whether that be coaches, front office, locker room, like, right. Like who knows? I mean, it can literally be anybody in there. And so, 
Um, but you know, it's not surprising because they, you know, they were just on a road trip and and they visited teams that are going through the exact thing that the Kings are going through. The Hornets were there last week and they're getting some of their guys back this week. So it's just kind of a and it's winter you know, now. We're in that I mean, we're in that season. Yeah, and and you I mean you hit the Hornets and then you hit Toronto, two teams that had had multiple players out. Um, and then unfortunately, Lewis King, I mean, fortunately yeah. he was with us. Unfortunately he was with us, got it. And then played in a G league game yesterday in OKC. Um, and so we're assuming, you know, Ramsey and Woodard and, um, Kata are good just because they haven't been listed on anything. Um, but I know, I know people asked why are, you know, aren't they signing stock thinking? Well, who knows who's in protocols, you know, over there, like at this point, it's right now they're taking possibly Justin Robinson, right. Is the name we've heard. Yep. Um, he's a guy Robinson that's heard. played in the league already, right. He, he was a two way for the bucks and started the, uh, the season with them because they had had like half of their team out, um, injured. And then it turned into COVID, but, um, and then he was released in November. To me, I, I'm looking at him as the Damian Jones of, of the league so far, where last year he played on like five different teams, right? It was like he was always an able body that could go, yeah. was ready and Super could go play system. on a team. And so um, now we're seeing maybe it's uh, Justin Robinson will be bouncing around. Um, and yep. to me, I, I see them as grabbing him as because he's someone, right, that had played in a game this year and – they might not have a, any point guards because Tyrese is questionable and mm-hmm. Davion is now in, um, in protocol. So if you need a point guard, um, and who knows what's going on with Stockton, right. Cause we're not privy to that. Then you just took a guy who's let's, could be uh, thrown in there. Let's recap here real quick. Jill Fox is out. Len is out. Holmes is out. Not COVID. That's his eye King. As you just mentioned out. Mitchell is now questionable. Harkless is questionable. Halliburton is questionable. Um, Harkless is questionable. I, I thought I saw Harkless on the report, not with COVID. Oh, no, but it was I, it was Chimezi and Halliburton. Oh, maybe it was Matthew. Don't scare me. That's no, you're good. I, I didn't think it was maybe COVID. It I thought is. he tweaked something. Um, oh. I was I might have messed up what name I saw. No, he's extensive. he's on there as available. Okay, my bad. Okay. So it's Metu yeah. then. It was Metu and one of the stretch um, fours. With the knee, yeah, right, and yeah, then, it was not a COVID thing, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's it, that's it's like, like oh, God, we team. lost another one, <laughs> yeah, just dropping like flies. But you're gonna see a lot of G League plays. I think Jill, the game's gonna go on uh, unless a sudden shift happens, which it can. The game's not till seven, but like you said, the NBA doesn't want to do it if you as, can feel the as team. of right now. They have the eight that yeah, they can do. They have it. more and than possibly eight. They have like, ten. Yeah, they have like well, ten. Well, two or the G League. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like for two if they don't have. Um, Tyrese and oh, Metu, yeah. they have eight. If they mm-hmm. have those two, they have 10. Got it. So, um, I just meant like either way, they still have yeah. as of now the, the available. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the only, now I just were like, you're throwing guys out there and you don't want injuries. Like, you know, and that's the same thing Brooklyn was worried about. Like now it's, you're risking, you know, this stuff on guys having to play extra again, but it's, Maybe they can get someone in today. I I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I wonder. I, I wonder. Don't, I don't know the protocols on are when you are bringing someone in from outside. I don't know what the protocols are for that either. A petri dish. Um, yeah, I don't know where Justin Robinson currently is. I know he plays for the Wisconsin Herd. Um, yeah. That's the G League affiliate for 
Well, actually, I don't Bucks. know who they yeah. Bucks. Yeah, that would make sense. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the the herd. That's okay. Yeah. Now, now I'm getting I'm it. it. Now I'm getting it. Um, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. There's there and there's a lot of players that they could pluck if they wanted to from the G League. We don't know the process. This is just the one name we've heard from Wojnarowski saying this was and the we, guy that they're going to use. This the is the one on. name we heard. And again, we're not privy to G League. Um health and safety protocols. So there's yeah. plenty of names in there, but we also don't know who's available and not available because uh, I think it was, was it Chicago? It wasn't just their NBA team. It was their G league team is like yeah. completely out too. Like, I mean, it's like, com- like it completely took them out. So if they were trying to pull someone from their own team, like their own G league, they didn't even have that option. Right. So they were a dire situation maybe. for sure. <clears throat> Memphis doesn't have uh I mean, Morant is out still, and I guess he was health and safety technically, and injury, was he not? It says on the injury report. It, it was injury first, and then. Now it's health and safety. Um, or Maybe it's both, but the prominent one maybe is health. I don't know. Yeah, and then they're not going to have uh, Zaire Williams, the rookie, it doesn't seem. So they're not going to be full strength, which they haven't been most of the season, really, and it's credible because they're 9-1 and one in their last 10. They won four straight, the Grizzlies. 18-11. and 11. It's almost said it last pod. It's almost like they're a little bit better without Jaw. There's just a lot of dudes out there. Uh, that are either underappreciated or not huge names and they're playing really well. So this is not going to be an easy game. It was never going to be an easy game, even if the Kings are at full strength, but we do know it's going to be Doug Christie probably again, unless something changes suddenly and Alvin Gentry suddenly gets double negatives. It's Doug Christie's second game tonight. So to recap that previous game, Jill, it was, it was fun. Everyone was hyped about Doug and they came back. They had a strong second half which is something we haven't said much this year. And they ended up pretty much handling Washington by the end of it, 119 to 105. And uh, they, they, Doug, Doug's postgame press conference is one of the most entertaining press conferences I've seen from a, or heard from a coach in Sacramento in a long time. Because he's just, you know, he's such a good, genuine person who cares so much. And, is, and it just comes out in his words, you know, talking about how the city deserves a winner, how they gave you a full effort how this is something you should stand up and applaud, which might be a little exaggerated. It's a win against a Wizards team that's been struggling. But you get his point. You know, this is the way the Kings should be playing. And I credit him for having them ready because that's not easy, Jill. Not with this circumstance. No, yeah, it was kudos to everyone, you know, players and coaches alike. Like, I mean, it was a true team effort. Like, you needed everybody. Um, You know, I'd... It, to me, it was just a great good for you night. Like that's, that's all, um, yeah. I'll look at it as just, I mean, you were having to throw everything at, at the window there to see what, what stuck. And, um, he was doing some like hockey line, you know, changes of, of, yeah, he of was. rosters. And so, and I think part of that too was he didn't, he didn't get any days to prepare either. It was no. the morning of, Hey, like you're going to be coaching. So Here's a clipboard. you don't even have a game plan. Like, right. Like, so you're just going at, at what you're doing. And he had to rely on right. His staff, like everybody. And you saw how excited they all were after, like they were hugs. I mean, it was, you could tell they all felt everyone in the building there felt happy for each other. And so it was just a great, it's a good moment. Good job, guys. And it couldn't happen to a nicer, you know, a nicer guy. So and he gets um, the game ball, apparently. It's not something they do yeah, a whole lot in yeah. basketball. Um, and and I think the post stuff spoke volumes for anyone that was trying to come up with 
any kind of, you know, narratives of things going on. Like they, they get along, they like each other. They're happy for each other. Like everyone, everyone just wants to win. Like it's everything doesn't need to be political to fans or have some crazy like agenda. Like, I mean, it's, it's okay. It, it was, it's, it's going to be a couple games. Good job. A- yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it. It, I, I would just say it, not everything needs to be looked at um, under a, a microscope, uh, a microscope until, you know, just, just to en- enjoy what they did. Yeah. And they played, you know, and this I think comes into the plays uh, with, you know, not having a whole lot of time to prepare for Christie. But they just played, it was full out blitz, like just speed. You know, they really played like an Alvin Gentry type of flow and pace. They, they didn't, they shot 26 threes. I I don't know this for sure, Joe, but I would have to assume that has to be a season low from beyond the arc. They, they're usually at 30 or above 26 is pretty low. Might be one of the lowest. We'll just say that got to the free throw line, almost 30 times, 29 times to the line. That's up there for the season and getting to the stripe Uh, assists 25. That's a good number. And then, Harrison Barnes got out of his slump. Awesome, man. He just the raise the, the heavens, hands to the yeah, sky. <laughs> like, when he hit the threes, awesome. like, thank you. Finally, <laughs> Doug was, was hyped. Awesome. That was a good moment. It just shows how frustrated, of course, Harrison's been and how big of a player. I mean, obviously, he's and you can see how happy the players success. were for him, too. Yeah, he's a yeah. great class act professional who's yep. been nothing but upstanding and a terrific player for this team since he was traded here. And, it, and I still don't even think he's fully healthy. Like, I think no, he's I out there so. playing, right? Like, and what do we always ask these guys, right? To play through it. He's playing through it, whether it's pretty, ugly, whatever. Like, respect to him for being out there playing through it because he gives a shit. And yes. you know what I mean? Like, I love seeing him show some emotion and, and the players be excited for him as well. Yeah. And he had 19 points, uh, second on the team at scoring. De'Aaron had another great game, 28 and then Tyrese made a joke about this after the game. But if it wasn't for that damn Doug Christie, he would have probably had a triple-double. He had eight points, yeah. eight rebounds, and nine assists. But Doug pulled him towards the end because the game was out of hand. Great. And Tyrese had some fun about it, saying, if you hadn't, if you had let me out there, I would have probably got my triple-double, which yeah. I don't – I don't. this is, again, not <laughs> just pulling shit out of my mind. I don't think he's ever had a triple-double yet. He might have had one last year, but I don't remember. I so. That's a, that's yeah. a rare. This might have been the closest. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough thing to do unless you're Russell Westbrook. So, good for Tyrese. Good for Harrison. Good for Doug. Uh, they didn't pull anyone. Yeah. And Davion had a good had a good name had a good game too. And I liked the post game quote of Doug saying, uh, "He uh, he keeps telling him that um, you know it's a 94 um, foot floor and the first 47 yes. is whatever you want to do with it yeah. and." He said that he saw him take advantage of that and was really excited about that. Like that's the little things sure. that I like and little things of coaching, right? Like that you don't hear that. We know this stuff gets talked about. We don't get to hear it. Um, and so, and you could see how excited you could see Doug being excited that like something I was trying to tell him he implemented and you know, it, it worked and, um, and then seeing Davion say, you know, smiling that he called his Smile. mom, you know, yeah. and, and his family when he found out he was starting and stuff. And I think that gave him a good taste of, you know, what that's like, yes. um, you know, which, which is always, you know, cool for, for young guys. So, um, Doug really, yeah. and at the whole, at the end of the game, I love the, the Metu one at the end where he went and like rolled it off and then he came back like 
sorry, I couldn't help it. Like yeah. it was wide, wide open space to the lane. And, and I did it cause he didn't, the Kings didn't need another basket, but right. when you're giving it to a guy who's, you know, been playing on and off, like he's excited to be out yeah. there. Like I thought it was hilarious. He was running Harmless. back with the hands like, Oh, yeah. sorry. The Had Jordan. to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Doug definitely flexed a little bit of his coaching intangibles. You know, no one doubted the man could be a coach and that he deserved to be a coach after years of like seeking that out, but just, you know, he's such an excellent communicator. He's very active and involved in the game throughout. You know, it was funny watching him on the sidelines because he just, he looked completely comfortable, but it didn't look like, it didn't look normal. Yeah. And he I was think, just like flailing. He was being like yeah, a spaz. I think <laughs> his biggest thing was, is, is the knowledge is there every, all that parts there. It's learning the nuances of like the game plans, right? Rotations, like yeah. ro- the little things, right. Um, the knowledge and the know-how that stuff there, I think yes. it's the, the little, the little nuances, which, which is, this is great, you know, learning for him and to go back to something that Sean and James said yesterday um, that, you know, I hadn't heard this before, but it makes sense that, he's able to be himself on that bench. Yeah. Right. But if you see the stuff coming out with some of these other, maybe a little bit more serious coaches, right? Like if, what was their example? Doug wouldn't be able to go be Doug on a, a Carlisle bench, right? Like yeah. it's your prim proper, bench. like it's reserved. Um, you have Luke Walton and, and Gentry who are, cool laid back guys right like that's mm-hmm. kind of their persona and look went to the university of arizona so which i think yeah which um and and even with gentry doing this like you can see like he lets him be him right to where it, it might not work you know another anywhere else or it could work but he'd have to adapt and not be the doug that everybody loves and so um you know, I think that that's, that's cool. And, you know, he had to interview like everybody else for, for that job. It wasn't just given to him. He interviewed against other people and they felt like, you know, Gentry gets a say in his, you know, and Luke got a say in their staff too. I mean, I, even as Luke said, it wasn't like a one-off thing that they had been talking about this for years. So, right. um, you know, and, and it fit at the time. And so, you know, just, just things to remember, but I thought that was a cool thing. It is true. Like think about it. I like, it would be hard to see Doug being like in the Sioux all prim and proper and not like up and, you know, being his like normal self that we're yeah. used to seeing, you know, all he, the time. Uh, good vibes. I have this little thing on my desk. I just bought this little plaque that says good vibes only. That's a constant in the Christie household. I'm sure it's all about the good vibes. Uh, Doug mm-hmm. does rock a killer bow tie though. I respect a man that wears oh, a bow yeah. tie very well. Oh, yeah. Doug does it exceptionally well. So if he wanted to, for some reason, bring back the bow tie, even though coaches are allowed to do casual now, I'd be totally okay with that. <laughs> and for anyone that thinks Gentry, you know, might be like, oh, damn, I can't believe he won that game. Now he gets to coach again. Like, what if he would? I don't think there's anyone happier on that coaching staff. Maybe Rico Hines, but happier for Doug than Alvin Gentry. Gentry loves it. He FaceTimed, right? Yeah. During it. And then after, congratulating. Like, again, this team wants to win. This yeah. team wants to win. Like we, as fans, we all think of like all the crazy ass extra. Oh my God. It means this and this and this. Like end of the day, these guys just want to win. Right. Like it doesn't have to be that, that big of a, of a deal. Yeah. They're, they're all happy and they just want to win. So I would be pretty hyped 
very hyped if they were able to win this game, though. Again, given everyone that's going to be lost on this game, who's not going to play if they play against a good Memphis team. And I, I, Christina Warner and I had a little conversation on Twitter before the game on Wednesday where I said, if Doug wins these next two games, there's too many coaches both, I hope they, I'm going to petition the NBA, and I'm joking, of course. I'm going to petition the NBA that Doug Christie should be credited with those wins because obviously they're going to go to Gentry, uh, kind of like what happened with Walton in Golden uh, State with Steve Kerr. It's, the, the wins are not going to go for Doug. These are not technically his wins. But I was joking. I was like, he needs these wins. Doug deserves the glory. And Christina was like, all right, slow down, Sam. Like, you know, <laughs> let's take this one game at a time. And I was like, slow down, Christina. I've been in park, Jill, following this team. Maybe neutral, idling sometimes. Since I follow this team, I want to floor it if I get a chance. I want to go full yeah. speed ahead and just be excited about something. For once, give me something. And Doug Christie is a fucking bottle of you know excitement and just like just so much emotion with the guy all the time and i love it because the team does need that this team needs a little life and if even if it's just these two games where he gets to lead the troops i think it could really do wonders for them this right. is being me being optimistic but and it's not like he's resurrected right like no, he's still there and when gentry comes back like it's he's still there yes um 100 but what's what's funny about the the credit thing is like on the, the official stat book, like when it comes to like at the end of their coaching career, like it's not counted. But if you if you read any articles or like do anything, it's funny that everyone will still be like, oh, yeah, oh, he's he's, you know, one and oh or, or whatever. Um, I was laughing about that when I was doing the uh, the uh, um, Adrian Griffin one, how he has the one oh because he got to coach the bubble right. game. Right. right. Like um, that, like it's. We still give it to him. <laughs> of course, everyone does. We still give him those games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird thing how they do that in the the official. Um, I mean, record record books. But. Luke Walton pretty much got hired in LA because everyone kind of, even though the wins again went to Kerr, they're like, but they're Waltons, you know, like that's a lot of wins for a guy that's never coached, and that catapulted his illustrious of a team coaching. All stars, <laughs> yeah, of the dream yeah. team of this modern era. It was all but, Luke Walton's ideas. Yeah, yeah uh, so. If they don't play tonight, the Kings, they're, we've, we've hammered this. They're, they're not going anywhere. They're staying in Sacramento. I guess it's kind of the best time to have to go through this because yeah. you're not traveling. 100%, right? Yeah. You just have to take a bus ride at some point in the next, I think, next week to Golden State, to San Francisco. Um, yeah. But they play San Antonio on Sunday. Uh, and then I got to look again at my schedule. It's a lot of Western Conference teams. And uh, now that they played. Oh, so it's Golden State on Monday. So they play it back-to-back. So, it, you know, if, unless they're, I, it almost concerns me now because if they play this game and there's some uh-huh. repercussions from it, then you have a back-to-back Sunday, Monday, and then a game on Wednesday, like you could be in a lot of trouble for the Kings more than they already are with players' yeah. health if playing tonight risks anything or makes it worse. What'd you read? Sorry, yeah. you said, oh. Oh, no, I was looking. Um, DeMar DeRozan just um, is now out of health and safety, so that's good for uh, sh- Chicago on getting their stuff. Yeah. Sorry. I was just no, looking gonna... to see if there was anything else that popped I up. Sure I missed something. There was a, a shams thing. And so I was like, Ooh, is that another one? And then it was like, Oh, someone's out. Yay. <laughs> like someone's out of protocols. Good for them. And I think it's important to remember, like, because again, everything is speculation because we are not privy to people's health records, right? No, just because someone goes in protocol, does not mean that they are positive. Like there are ground rules when it comes to contact tracing and depending on if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, there's different kinds of rules for quarantine, non-quarantine, 
you know, testing out of things. So again, I would just say, I just see a lot of speculation out there and, and people automatically putting labels on people like, let's just not like, because again, we, we don't know and don't be throwing accusations at people. Um, we don't know, you know what I mean? Good like, lesson in anything. Not, like, throw an accusation. Again, um, yes. And, and I know the protocols are confusing, which the players themselves, Joel Embiid said he thought it was great what they did last year and what they've done this year made no sense to him and, and put, a now lot they're of, changing it though. That's put a, a lot point. of players in, in jeopardy that didn't necessarily need it. Now they're going back to, you know, being a little bit more stricter. And at the end of the day, I think for the most part of these guys, they'll do whatever's asked because they want to play at the end of the day. Like they want to be out there and, and doing their job, right. What they right. love to do. Um, and so, yeah, so I would just say just, and, and because there's reasons people are listed as doubtful and questionable because you can test negative and twice in a 24 hour period and come back. So don't automatically think out means something doubtful. Does not like just let it play out? Just sure. watch as it goes. Hard. Um, Hard for so us that, that's the only uh, recommendation I will impart you, out there is that. Um, there's just a lot of back end stuff that we don't know. And so, and we're only ever going to get so much information because we're not privy to it. Like that's just yes. the way it is. Um, and we have to accept that. <laughs> yes. You just reminded um, me to just go from there. <laughs> you just reminded me that, uh, it was announced, I think yesterday or this morning, even that the NBA and the players have agreed to enhance their protocols through the holidays in response to the numbers which is, again, the NFL is doing the exact same thing. They're reverting back to what they did last yeah. year as like a safeguard. So this means that the masks will now be in place way testing more every like day, in the locker room. Like, yeah. um, testing every day. The exception for masks is obviously when you're playing. And then for head coaches, they still don't need to wear a mask, although I'm sure you'll see some coaches go back to wearing it like Nick Nurse is wearing it in Canada. Uh, and then testing will be increased from December 26th, the day after Christmas, obviously, through January 8th when, it, when they expect another spike. Um, or just, you know, yeah. steady numbers through the holidays. So, so, yeah. And there very well could be another vote at, you know, when, and yeah, when, it's open. Th when that time comes to, um, but I guess the step is that they are at least, you know, they're doing something. So, um, yeah, well, and we'll, again, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, um, you just yeah. like everything else now, we just, you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's tough to predict this. And, you know, I made a comment because it, it's, it's not, I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad again, like with everyone vaccinated, you know, we didn't know about the Omicron coming. It's the holidays. It's, and it's the holidays. It's just, traveling. I mean, but it's catching it's, a lot of people off, you know, they're like, oh shit, I didn't realize it was going to get this out of hand. It was, it was something that the NBA, the NFL, these leagues, they thought they had pushed through that now that there's vaccinations and people are, are you know, getting their shots. But that's the reality of it, Jill. It's it's it's, it's, it's just like we've seen how many different variants now, right? Like yeah, it's, exactly. We're going there's through so the many Greek things alphabet. we just still have no idea. Yes. Like, and that and that makes it hard when we tr when if there's any kind of uh guessing or if they think that something's going away. Like I think this thing life has shown us that <laughs> nothing's really yep. um at, at this point. We just don't good thing as Kings fans. Um, we're prepared, right? Yeah. We, we always expect the unexpected, or at least we should. Yeah. That's how it is. You know, and, and last episode we were saying how, you know, um, 
nothing had really happened to where like, is this team really going to show us, you know, one road or the other, this might force a hand. I mean, literally, yeah, you just don't last year. We thought it would right when all those guys were out, we thought they would lose and it would be better. And the guys that are fighting for their spots, they showed up and they played same, same way Brooklyn just did. Right. Those guys are playing for their basketball careers. Like they're not here for your, we want to lose. We, we, you know, and kudos to them for doing it on a good Brooklyn team because now all everything I'm reading is, oh, um, they have all this like trait. They don't have the the draft picks, but they have all this young talent now that is winning, you know, multiple games, okay. and those could be used as trade level. <laughs> so there's always there, there's always stuff out there, but um, yeah, this this gives guys right and that we were always wondering about it. It gives them their first opportunity. Yeah. So Let's we'll, be excited we'll about see that. what they do with it. We're we'll excited um, about Kata and we'll Ramsey getting a lot of play. We wish everybody health and everything else and, and good luck to, to the guys, you know, that are, yeah. that are getting their shot right now. And that's how we'll end. This one is a reminder to everyone, you know, be safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, get boosters again, do what, do what you can to stay protected. Let's hope we get these sports keep rolling. No one wants to see any postponements or suspensions again. We've been through that hell. We don't want to do it again. We all want to have good holidays with. Yeah. We all want to live people. our normal lives. Yeah. Right. Seriously. And we appreciate you guys listening on this Friday. Uh, We'll be back on Monday to review the weekend, see what crazy stuff continues to happen in the world of sports and the world of the Sacramento Kings. But until then, guys, Slater dudes.